0: Welcome one and all to Wham! This week on episode 29, we learn what really makes a fighter tick. We learn what it takes to win. We grind down to the metal of a man because we're watching metal men in real steel!
1: Did you say you're going to grind a man?
0: <laughs> Grinding down to the metal of men? No. That made it
1: sound worse.
0: No, no, no.
1: <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Wham. We, uh... We <laughs> got it. Yeah, we watched uh, Wheel... St- or
0: fuck! Wheel no. Steel.
1: We watched Real Steel for episode 29. This yeah. is, you know, a standard... Um, I guess one of the standard sci-fi movies where it's like made for a general audience and it's a lot of fun. And um, it has surprisingly a large... uh, Well, not a large cast, but a... Oh, I know that guy kind of cast ensemble. It yeah. has... Uh, directed by Sean Levy, composed by Danny Elfman, um really fun little adventure this is before we get into the whole thing of the plot and elements we had there was a crap ton of robots that we saw on screen did any of them stick out to you which one was your favorite
0: overall i really like adam but i think Mm -hmm. the twin towers two-head robot might be my favorite okay it's called twin cities it's
1: not called twin towers Really, it's no. Why would they name a robot Twin Towers on the tenth anniversary of nine eleven?
0: Well, I am be real. I really thought it was Twin Towers like my whole life. Like ever since I've <laughs> seen this movie, it um, blew my mind a little bit. But them, yeah, I I am agreeing with you. Twin Cities was my favorite. I
1: really like how they have the design of the skyscraper on them. Um, The whole time I'm thinking there's absolutely no advantage to having two heads.
0: No, not at all.
1: It doesn't look cool.
0: It looks so sick. So uh, the premise of this movie is that we have this main character, Hugh Jackman, who used to be like this prize fighting boxer. You know, I don't know if he was a heavyweight champion, but he was a really good fighter. Lost his shtick, lost fighting. Human boxing got kind of shuffled out for robot boxing. He became a robot boxer. He had a girlfriend. Girlfriend had a child. He didn't know about child. Girlfriend died years later without him knowing. And now he's stuck with child. And he's also still a really bad robot boxer that's dead broke. So whenever he goes to get child, there's these aunt and uncle that's like, hey, we'll pay you to take him while we go on a little trip. And then we'll pick him up back later at the end. And immediately he's like, what? $75,000. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> $75,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he says $75,000. And the uncle is like, well, for that much money you're going to need for the summer. And he's like, oh, no, you're right. $100,000. Um. <laughs> And so then that's the point we're at now where we have Hugh Jackman with this kid he doesn't really care about um, just getting paid to basically babysit him over the summer and using that money immediately turning around and buying another robot to get into a fight to mm-hmm. hopefully dig his way out to pay back um, Everyone pay the mortgage on this gym. To. Yeah, and a bunch of people, owe, he owes money.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so he grabs this very impressive robot from Japan. What was his name? Noisy Boy. Noisy boy. Noisy boy, really yeah. sick design. Love noisy mm-hmm. boy. Um he's like, Man, this is a really cool robot. Uh it's voice command, because the Brazilians love that shit. Um
0: <laughs> Yeah, you know they,
1: Brazilians, they love Amazon Alexa. They take him to Captain America, Captain America Anthony Mackey. Um, mm-hmm. he says, Well, okay, well, here's how you can get a lot of easy money. And Hugh Jackman, arrogant, I wonder if that's a plot point, goes, mm. We're fighting the main guy. And they go, okay, sure, I guess. And guess what happens to Noisy Boy?
0: Noisy Boy isn't going to be very noisy anymore. Um, Sadly, they've taken his voice box and like most of his limbs and kind of destroyed his ass. Uh, He gets pummeled horribly. They put his head on a mantle. They do. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, He's like, give me 500 bucks for the head so immediately uh hugh jackman's kid just goes
1: man you're so stupid why did you do that and hugh jackman's like can you shut up while we go rob a place so they go to (laughs) so they go to a junkyard just grabbing anything that could make anything Mm -hmm, and um And I remember Hugh Jackman's kid is looking over this cliff and he goes, whoa, if anyone fell down
0: this day, and then he immediately fell down it man if anyone would go down this cliff they totally (laughs) like it would there was no you didn't skip a beat at all um and in this whole scene like they're going through and then they've and he falls off the cliff and then this robot catches him and it ends up being the arm of uh, a sparring robot that was used in the earlier division of robot boxing just Mm -hmm. to train up robots and it's designed to mimic the fighting style of any human or whoever it's seeing
1: yeah it's a What is it? It's called shadow boxing. It Mm -hmm. will identify a person and follow the moves it does, which I imagine is with its eyes. But at any point in the movie, no matter where it's facing or where you are close to the robot, it just does what that person does. Does it have like a 360 view?
0: He just knows, I guess. I mean, they put on a little headgear or something like that. So maybe that's it. I don't know.
1: That could be it, but the headgear that they got was originally from the um, voice command. So what I'm thinking is, is this
0: robot works off vibes. You know, I think that's really fair. Adam does look (laughs) like he'd give a total vibe. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, but one thing I want to bring up with the, you know, shadow boxing thing. So they say it's this really rare, rare, like technology, whatever. It's not really around (laughs) anymore. Um, And then we see this whole sequence kind of a little bit later where the kid brings him back home, cleans him up, whatever. They're like, it's shit, it's whatever, we'll sell it for parts. And then the kid goes and, like, runs with it in the alleyway like a goofy goober. Um, (laughs) So it's just this, like, 8-year-old child gleefully running in this alleyway with this fucking, like, 20-ton, like, 12-foot robot just made of steel bashing and destroying garbage cans. They're fucking exploding and shit. And he's just... yay, running down the street, um, and then they get to a point where they're staring at each other. And I really thought, like, okay, so the shadow boxing thing, it just mimics your movement, right? Yeah. Correct? Okay. Yeah. So let's say the kid wants to give Adam a fist bump, right? Yes. So the kid puts up his arm. He puts his fist out. Adam also puts his fist out. The kid's arm is significantly shorter than Adam's arm. Adam would just fucking deck his ass. <laughs> like he knew to be gentle with it. <laughs> He's got to go really slow. <laughs> He's
1: going to break his arm. That would be really funny if he went for the fist bump and he just ends up in the ICU. Just
0: shatters his hand. I think that would have been a good plot point. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean there's there are other moments that are very similar to that we see um, we see a thing where Hugh Jackman is quote unquote training the bot I don't know what that could possibly mean if it just mimics you how you're training yourself and you have the yeah. bot attached mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Or or I think it was when they were originally um, using a voice command, he would put in certain inputs with the shadow box so that when he put in a command, it would do what he programmed it to do when it was on
0: shadow mode. Oh, I think he – didn't he want to load it up with like other fighting styles or something like that and then it didn't work? He originally had that. He
1: had that same model when it was a uh, noisy boy, and mm. then he learned none of them and was just yelling out the names of them. And the kid said, "You dumbass, you're supposed to learn them." And that instead of learning them, he just deleted them all and started over. Fair. Yeah, if things are too hard, destroy it.
0: Just, just fuck it. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to say, um. Actually, now that I've I've changed my mind from Twin Towers. um, Oh, what's your new favorite? I think that Midas is probably my favorite. (laughs) Midas Midas is really sick.
1: His his finishing move being the golden touch, just Mm -hmm. a really, really seller point. Because let's look at Zeus. There is nothing that connects him to his namesake, except that he's like king over them. Yeah,
0: he is strong. That's it.
1: That's it. No lightning. No sleeping with underage women. Limited. (laughs) I didn't I I missed that part.
0: It was it's an extended cut.
1: (laughs) You just see this giant like titanium robot standing over like this this fresh into high school girl, like hey man, hey girl. No,
0: it's just that scene from Invincible where you'll see the girl walk out of the shower and then Zeus will walk out with a little towel around his waist. Dude, you stole my girl. <laughs> he just <laughs> right. do not see your girl, only see my girl. He just starts like winding up his fist. He's like, "All right, man, I, <laughs> like, it's mine. Show."
1: I absolutely love the jackhammer fists on mm-hmm. um on Zeus. I think it that's really cool. Design. So cool.
0: So, how do you feel about the that whatever goblin like junky robot then?
1: Uh, You're talking about the robot that is the first one we see Adam fight. Um, Yeah, the first Adam fight. Yeah, I have to say he was really fun, but not because he was an exceptionally great fighter. I did like his gimmicks. I liked his stomp foot. I liked how he had just one giant like club of an arm and the other was like a stump. Mm -hmm. Um, But my favorite part about him is how dumb he looked at the close up. Because there's the one moment where Adam learns how to fight and like this happens every match. It's how is Adam gonna fight this time? But mm. when he first does it, where the kid actually figures out, Oh, this is how I parry him, the robot looks
0: at him so confused, like, Huh? Oh? Like it just looks like um It looks like a French bulldog almost, or like an English bulldog. (laughs) I think
1: That's That's a a fair assessment. It does look like one of those fat dogs.
0: Yeah, like their face is kind of smushed in, but they're still like smiling, but it looks horrifying. You're like, oh, it's cute, but ew. Oh, it's dying slowly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed how he kind of shimmied around the arena. I Mm -hmm. thought that was really neat. Um, Overall, I think he was... He wasn't my favorite. Midas is still my favorite, but I just really enjoy the contrast and like the stark difference from the professional world. And then we still get to see that kind of underground scummy side. Yeah, that that design, it reminded me of something for a while. I was like, what what does this remind me of?
1: Isn't this one of the larger robots that we see Astro Boy fight in the movie? Perhaps it's very similar boy. Really? Maybe. Astro Boy is a fun little watch. I watched that. That was the first movie I ever saw where
0: no one was in the theater. Wow. That's kind of scary. (laughs) That's ominous. I'd feel like something's going to happen. Well, I I
1: had to have been super young at the time, like six or seven. And it was like a dream come true because me and my brother, we were just running around that theater.
0: No, yeah, I'm sure it's a playground at that point. But I mean, like now, I if I go into a theater and no one else ever shows up, I feel like they, like they bought all the seats out just to like get me in there alone. <laughs> like they're they're gonna lock the doors and gas is gonna start coming in. That's what it, literally it's gonna come out the speakers or something. Uh, I'm gonna ask for a closed caption little mirror, and then it's gonna come out of there like a little flower, like a clown flower. I can't remember the last time I was in,
1: in a theater, but I remember. That I've had some emptier screenings. The one that comes to mind is, um, I think, Five Five Nights at Freddy's. But that's because I had like a 3 p.m. showing on a Wednesday. Uh, for dumb money, uh, there's about four people in the theater, I think. I had that with a full theater. Damn. Well, that was because it was an early screening. That's true. Like they, were,
0: they got in for free. <laughs> this is very true. But back to real steel. Yeah. Um so then yeah, so we have that first fight with Adam. Um he starts learning some stuff. They kind of learn how to fight, how to work with him, and then Hugh Jackman and the kid just through all these fights and stuff are just constantly growing closer, constantly having more of a father-son connection kind of, they're riffing off each other. Yeah. The kid's a little stubborn ass all the time and like a smart ass, like I'd smack this kid. Like he's so annoying. What I think um, is
1: really interesting yeah. is how he changes. Originally, he goes from being the smarter one of the two, but once um we see Adam has like a little juice to him, he immediately becomes his father and starts being the arrogant one, and Hugh Jackman has to be like, "Hey, let's be reasonable here.
0: Hey, let's think about this a little bit. Let's not drop fifty thousand dollars on a bot and just go destroy it, right?" And uh, anyway, yeah. Um, what happens next? What we was the get next the point?
1: montage. Huge oh, montage God. of him fighting a ton of bots. Um, he's mostly just doing black market stuff, but there's like mm-hmm. a huge buzz of him going around. There's this really cool scene where, like, on the radio, they're talking about how people are loving him. They're especially loving this thing that um, the kid Max does before every every match, where he does a little like dancing, usually to an Eminem song.
0: He does a little silly at the beginning. He emotes at the beginning of each yeah. game.
1: E- that's that's the first bot to ever emote.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Take your hat off, son. That guy's emoting.
0: <laughs> Shows some respect.
1: <laughs> um, there's uh, just when he, they're on the radio, there's this really cute moment where Hugh Jackman and uh, the kid Max are. Um, Oh, Hugh Jackman's name in this movie is Charlie. Charlie mm-hmm. and Max. Man. Yeah inspired names um hmm. they're listening to it and they're so excited they're like that's adam i think their dynamic works really well in this movie at parts um th- there's like you know how this kind of movie goes there's the uh two people who don't really want to work with each other and then they get closer and then there's a falling out and then they come back and it's so emotional and then they win um, that's like the standard archetype Every part of this works for this movie, except for the falling out. I think was a little weak, yeah. uh, but that comes up later.
0: I'd agree on that. It really wasn't the strongest. This movie had a lot of moments where I feel like they, you know, they knew the characters they wanted uh, Hugh Jackman and the kid to slip into, and so they almost just gave them lines that didn't really fit or didn't really work too much with the characters or just the person, like the kid being so like snotty and mean and stuff like that when his mom died like a week ago or something. Um, it really doesn't come off as genuine at all to me. Uh, mm-hmm. it kind of took me out of it at the beginning, mainly for a lot of segments like that. But at the end, when they start to connect more, I think after the falling out, I think they have a much better, um, you know, like relationship on screen. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we go through a huge montage
1: and then they have, <laughs> They have this group come up to him after a match and it's like, hey, hey, pal, hey, fella, how would you like to go to Virginia to play in the World Robot Boxing League against not Twin Towers, Twin Cities? And um, immediately Hugh Jackman's like, well, that's kind of my life dream, so I'll think about it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's super excited about it. They go to the the Virgin Stadium for Virgin Airlines. Did you know that this movie has a crap ton of branding over all of it?
0: There's a lot of branding in this movie. Um, one thing I mentioned, Nolan, before we started the podcast is that um, in the scene when they're first unboxing, that first robot, Noisy Boy... Um, they take up this tablet that they use for all the robots to control them it's just like it's like a big nintendo switch um and you just see this big hp branding right on the front of it (laughs) and like it's not even hidden at all they're not ashamed of it it like there's a lot of branding put through this entire movie and i really think that this they expected this movie to be garbage like i don't think they thought this was ever going to make money but i mean it had like seven out of ten reviews yeah i think when you're looking at not cookie cutter movies but like
1: what's what's the best way to describe this a standard blockbuster let's put it at that a standard blockbuster money there's money in um in box office but there's a ton of money you can get in branding too this is stuff we saw with like that live action power rangers movie where they had the Mm -hmm. main plot circled around what was it a an ihop where the main villain is right underneath the local ihop
0: well you know i can't say i've seen the power rangers movie but i'll take your word for it i am also working off of what i've heard that, that doesn't sound real. I think you are lying. I think you I, watched. It. I, I think would you love. You love Power
1: Rangers. You love it. I remember one thing about Power Rangers, and it's I was watching one movie, and they started um, skydiving with skateboards on, and I thought that was the coolest shit ever. And that's oh, all shit. I remember about Power Rangers.
0: That's so sick. I just remember I thought the DinoMorphs were the coolest. Oh, <laughs>
1: the white DinoMorph, the white but and gold that- DinoMorph.
0: The dinos were cool, but then I didn't really care until they had the ones with the katanas that were like ninjas, and then they had the silver ninja. He was sick. Anyone that he used his sword on just fucking exploded. It was awesome. <laughs> I, and have you seen
1: clips? I don't want to go too far off of real steel, but have you seen those clips where they have every single Power Ranger show come into like one area so there's has to be like a hundred power rangers all together all fighting like these weird looking alien dudes
0: i have not but do they all explode at the same time
1: i think they eventually make like what they all make their morphs their mechas and then they make mechas out of those mechas it's that one plot that are Uh, Rick and Morty ends up stealing this plot later, but there ends up just being a dude the size of Galactus that just shoots a beam, and every little weird alien guy just
0: puff. That sounds hype, though. That sounds like it'd be (laughs) sick. Yeah, that was the Power Rangers version of Hiroshima. Man, that's crazy. Do you think the aliens leave, like, shadowed ashen remains of where they were standing when the bombs went off? (laughs) Yeah, me too. But um, so in real steel, um, one thing I want to kind of touch on is I think Hugh Hugh Jackman's performance really isn't that bad. I can see a lot of Wolverine, um, you know, through this movie. Obviously, he played the role before this, but um, he didn't phone it in for this at all. I think he, you know, brought the same amount of energy that he did Mm -hmm. to all the other roles in this time. I think he
1: gave a very good performance in this. This is definitely not his worst performance that goes to Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, I think, really good. I really like it. It's not a lot to challenge him, but he does look like a professional boxer at times. Um, uh, his choreography is really well done. There's the money shot. You know what the money shot is during the finale, right? The jump what? punch.
0: Oh, the jump punch. Yeah, that is oh. the money shot.
1: Good. Oh, I'm, I'm excited uh, to see where uh, Sean Levy goes with that kind of choreography because right. he's now the director of Deadpool 3.
0: Ooh, that's pretty good. Hugh Jackman's also there. He is. That's probably how he got the gig. Maybe, or yeah. he's just, or he. Hugh, I loved you in Real Steel. Can we get this guy on Deadpool three? <laughs> that would probably <laughs> Sean it.
1: Sean Levy was attached to it, and he was like, "Hey, what if we brought? Can I bring Hugh Jackman in this?" And then Ryan Reynolds was like, "What for? Uh, what for Wolverine?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, he did do that. No, I was gonna have him be like an extra."
0: No, yeah, I I just wanted um his character from Real Steel to make a cameo. I think the I was, audiences are really been waiting
1: for that. I wanted you to kill the greatest showman.
0: <laughs> the greatest murder. This is the greatest. Ch- oh, um, what happens? What happens?
1: We uh, finally get to um, the the Virgin uh Virginia uh fight and um. <laughs>
0: the virgin virginia versus the chad yeah.
1: carolina and um right before this match happens they are taken to the special booth and in the special booth they're told hey for 200 grand we'll take your robot and we'll have it spar against Zeus Zeus being this like we talked about him before but he is a robot that's designed basically like taskmaster if you know who that is he puts the inputs of another robot's fighting style learns it counteracts it using an ai model so yeah. there's not a lot that the um actual well I- i'm confused because there's always like a tech team monitoring these robots but at the same time we're told that they've learned stuff and if they can counteract measures then what is there for like the human to do
0: I think Z- Zeus specifically, I think is just like you know the, our Lamborghini of robots here, and so that he can do a lot of things on his own. But there's also probably a manual mode they can do. Yeah, I remember we have uh the super designer go manual mode when he yeah. when
1: he got anger. Hmm. Um, but
0: I think I don't think that goes any lower though because even even the Twin Tower boys where they were on a whole computer doing all that. That is true. They have when they get into the big leagues, there's
1: like a team of four people all controlling this one robot, which makes me think like why was it so hard in Pacific Rim then?
0: Well, because they got
1: nosebleeds. Dude, have you seen these nerds? They're also getting nosebleeds. <laughs> um so they they finally go up against Twin Cities, but beforehand they're given the deal for 200 grand. Yeah. Um hugh jackman's like oh yes and the kid's like no and hugh jackman almost strangles him over it like a little homer simpson moment Mm -hmm. uh really close the kid's like it's not for sale if you excuse me we're gonna go fight hugh jackman's like ugh fine um dude
0: dude fucking dude we could have a fourth of a house you don't understand it's not fucking 2008 yet we could have win. We could have survived. <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined it. Uh, in this movie, I like at one point early on, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, it's supposed to take place in the future. And they're like, oh, yeah, way back in 2014. And it's just really funny. Yeah, It just totally dates the movie. This
1: movie came out in 2011. Why were they yeah. thinking that Gen 2 robot fighters would come three years in the future?
0: Hope. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I would love to see a real steel movie where it was like a prequel seeing the first robots starting to fight. I think that'd be cool. I think that would be neat. I think it would especially
1: be cool if it was maybe focused on um maybe the first years of Mimic tools and maybe like seeing an infighting between boxers switching to Mimic and mm-hmm. leaving wrestling behind and like just the anger that fans would get and producers and stuff like that.
0: That would be cool. That'd be so fun. Then we can yeah, see yeah. like old robot designs. Those could be so creative and cool. Yeah. Hugh Jackman, I know you listen to
1: this. Come on, Hugh. Hugh. Come on. Hugh, I'll take back what I said about uh, Australia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hugh, we swear. We'll, we'll give you Australia a five out of five.
1: Yeah. I don't even care that the movie completely ends and then it gets into the World War II and there's a completely new set of problems.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is that's probably what most of the people that served in World War I that were alive for World War II felt. <laughs> it's probably like, the same kind of
1: feeling. And now we'll have world peace. Yeah. Shit. Somewhere deep in Austria.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but little does he know. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> meanwhile, they they end up winning the the twin uh, the twin cities fight. There's not much mm-hmm. to that. What? Yeah. What even is the
0: trick for that one? Was there one? Um, he had a special arm. He, he uh he like whenever he threw his right hook his shoulder kind of clicked or something like that mm. and so or that might have been zeus no i think that was twin or cities was that twin cities all right yeah. but yeah, yeah so he took advantage of that but he just noticed one tiny thing that i think the kid pointed out mm. yeah they end up
1: winning and at that point hugh was like you know what yeah, that's fine that we didn't sell the robot. And immediately, Max takes the mic from the ref and goes, "Hey, bitch, that tried to buy my robot. We're gonna do some fighting. What? We're gonna do some fighting. What? what? I'm trying to do a Steve Austin impression, but I fucked up already. What? What?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they totally fucking just challenges uh Zeus to a like title bout um because zeus is the top boy he's the heavyweight contender you know 24 tons um and so now adam is going to be going up against him and just for reference zeus probably has like about four feet on adam like he's a lot (laughs) taller he's just a lot bigger and he's a lot bigger is the size of adam's head to be fair though
1: Adam's whole shtick has always been that he's the smaller fighter. He's he's agile and he's durable. He's never been a hard puncher. That's been his sort of angle to go at. He can take punches and then he'll block them when he can. And you'll find a weak point with how hard they're hitting him.
0: Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of the movie, they had... Um... Hugh Jackman they we kind of heard a little bit about of his fighting career and a lot of it just does mirror how Hugh Jackman is said to have fought he was really quick mm-hmm. he was light on his feet um you know he went 12 12 rounds with this big heavyweight contender and then lost which was a little bit of foreshadowing mm-hmm. um I think and so yeah the biggest thing that I think shows
1: the um the difference between this is that he was taught by his mentor uh who's his 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 little girlfriend's dad um, yeah he was taught. Either they fall down or you fall down. It's not over until someone's like officially out. Yeah. There's there's no like just waiting the rounds out. And that mirrors this very well up until uh, we continue into the last fight. Um, but before we get to that last fight with Zeus, uh, they get mugged. Yeah, they get a little robbed. They get they get beat up by this dude from Texas who's really angry that he ran on at, ran ran off after he won a bull uh bet. Mm-hmm. And uh they get a little bit of hit, the kid gets some good punches to the gut, and then Hugh Jackman's like, huh, shit. Maybe I'm not a great father. So he calls back the family from Italy and it's like, now it's your problem. And the kid goes, no. Nah.
0: no please 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 i want to be in danger so bad i don't want to go to italy please (laughs) i want to be in danger so bad so bad (laughs) dude this kid's a little shit he wanted to go to like the dirtiest darkest like alleyways for robot boxing he's an idiot this kid's gonna get stabbed with like a dirty needle i think this movie just came out at a time
1: where there was like a safe version of like there was like this mythologized white ghetto that eminem brought where it's like you can be a street kid where there's no danger only like aesthetic
0: oh so the fast and furious one aesthetic yes you know exactly mm-hmm.
1: but that's yeah but east coast the east coast yeah. version of that
0: um mm-hmm. that's yeah. fair i think that's valid i think cause that really was a thing wow
1: I yeah, there were definitely a
0: lot of, like, <laughs> we want this, like, edgy, you know, you won't survive here, Snowflake, kind of place. Um, yeah. In every, like, every kid's action kind of movie. Basically, there was.
1: there was just this idea of, like... The wrong side of town. The wrong side of town, the urban danger. But it mm-hmm. was never, like, you know, it was never like, oh, you're going to get mugged. It was more the idea of, like... Uh, It things are tough. There is like street fights and stuff. It's always like there are rules to it, but there are
0: no rules. It's always like they're walking down the street and like a guy gets punched out of a bar and like falls outside of the door, you know, like the only danger that can happen is
1: is danger you agree to where everybody's like, do you know what you're signing up for? And you go, yeah. And then you get like your ass beat.
0: Yeah, in this situation, if you stepped into that movie world and you started to fight with anybody, if you're like, hey, I really don't want to fight, they would go, oh, my, my bad. I, I didn't know.
1: <laughs> Guys, did we ask for consent?
0: <laughs> hey, man, is it okay if I beat your ass? Oh, yeah, sure. cool.
1: <laughs> so the kid's finally not in danger, and he's so pissed about it. Um, Angry. Yeah. Hugh Jackman goes back to his girlfriend's house and his girlfriend's like, man, you're so hot. And he's like, man, you're so hot. And then they do like a therapy kiss. That's how I would describe that.
0: Yeah, they couldn't get it to uh, they couldn't get it too steamy for the rating. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd say it's a therapy kiss.
1: It's like, oh, we're in we're we're so fucked up together,
0: but we're perfect. Oh. Trauma bond, trauma bond.
1: Yeah, basically, just some some Stranger Things shit going on. That's like Pretty everything much. that happens in Stranger
0: Things. Kind of, yeah. Because like what? this girl taken out of a lab, and the first boy she sees, she falls madly in love with. That's a little, that's a little iffy. And
1: like, I tried to help you look for your brother, and now like we've destroyed a monster with a baseball bat, so we're trauma bonded, or or i helped you find your son and we went into a dark dimension and now we're trauma bonded or i jerked you off with my
0: mind powers or, and now we're trauma bonded
1: or, or i saw your um i saw your brother die in front of you so now we're trauma bonded
0: i <laughs> saw i saw your brother die so i it really fucked me up <laughs> uh man that's
1: wow wow <laughs> yeah it's... the duffer brothers are incredible storytellers <laughs> oh my god your brother died
0: i don't know if i can handle that <laughs> your brother died that makes me so hot for you oh my god you're so attractive and sad <laughs> uh... <laughs> you're, you're so attractive and an only yeah. child so Man. yeah what trauma kissing
1: made mm-hmm. hugh jackman go back to his kid and he's like hey one night with you we're going to go fight Zeus. Also, I'm sorry for abandoning you as a
0: child. Sorry for abandoning you as a kid and also kind of doing it again now. My bad. <laughs> and the kid's like, yeah, sure. Okay, let's go do it. Yeah, okay. I want to fight robots. That's
1: cool. <laughs> let's be real here. That's every kid's response.
0: If you're going to, like, hey, you want to go fight big metal robots, they're not going to be like, no. you want to go I challenge like rock'em robots?
1: <laughs> this is rock'em sock'em. Let's be well, very honest here.
0: one thing i did want to say is that zeus's design is very much just a rock'em sock'em robot um but sleek it is but sleek and even down to the fist no i guess they just kind of turn and pop their arms but i think he looks like i think that's what he was designed after is a rock'em mm-hmm. sock'em robot i think
1: design makes them or the designs in this are very inspired um mm-hmm. i'd say that um that the Japanese um noisy boy looks very much like a standard mecca that you'd see outside of or in Japan. And mm-hmm. I think Adam really does look like a like a sparring challenger like you would uh in a actual competition with those little fake uh thin swords things.
0: Yeah. Um so <laughs> Uh, so let's just we can wrap up the plot at this point. Um, yes. So we have our we have our main boys. We have Adam and Zeus going into the ring to have their final face off match. Um, do we have is it kid that's controlling Adam or is it Charlie? It, it's Charlie who's Hugh
1: Jackman on voice control and they're getting their ass beat, but they aren't going. Well, they're going down, but they keep getting back up. Mm hmm. Um, What they eventually find out is if they're good, if they actually try, they can get some hits in.
0: Yeah, so they go through this same mode where in all the other fights where the first kind of round they struggle, they get their ass beat a little bit, and then they find this learning curve that they have to get around and then they abuse that little pocket that they find. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we'll Adam will slither into that and win. And this is just like the really classic kind of, you know, underdog going at the title fight, he's gonna win the belt kind of deal. And then Adam gets fucking wrecked and he loses.
1: Well that's a mischaracterization. Is it this is how I interpret it. This match is sold as um. As a standard fight for um, a standard fight for Zeus, and Zeus is known for never having anyone go higher than two rounds with him. Yeah. Not only did um, not only did Adam go all the way to the fifth round, which is the final round in this tournament, mm-hmm. but he was a clear winner of this fifth round. Um, due to the fact that it find that it like um. It tired him out. If he were to keep going for one more round, it would be obvious who the winner would be. Um, Knowing that he was the first person to last a whole round with him, knowing that it was such a tied game, because even when we go to the judges' cards, it's like a point difference, one point difference. Mm -hmm. Um, With that in mind, this is how you would see a Rocky victory, where, yes, on paper he lost, but the fact that he got this far... Is a testament to this robot enough?
0: When I when I watched this movie as a kid, yes, um, I really enjoyed the fact that the main character lost at the end of the movie. Like ov- overall, he, he did lose. Yeah, um, like I didn't want him to win the title match. Um, and I do agree. I, I'll I'll change my answer. He didn't get destroyed, but he did definitely get worked. Yes. But I think in any case, I don't think Adam would have ever been able to win that fight for the sheer power that Zeus has. But I don't know. Holy fuck. Look at Holy him. Holy shit. It's so fucking powerful.
1: Big lion.
0: Oh my God.
1: We can't talk about Big Lion anymore.
0: No, we can't. Nobody
1: look up Big Lion. Don't. <laughs> um. <laughs> um yeah i think obviously just because of how much of a beating he was taking he couldn't have won it's incredible how much of a beating he could have taken though Mm -hmm. it's like um let's let's say it this way if you had your city nuked but no one but one person got hurt that's still an an overall loss but god damn
0: yeah but jesus christ (laughs) that one guy sucks what a loser! Why didn't he get the memo? For real. Um, but yeah, so the, so they lose the title fight. Zeus still wins, and um, and I mean that's our movie, right? Do we finish there? I mean, Charlie takes the kid, but yeah, that's 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 really it. Um, yeah.
1: There's this really great shot at the end where you see just uh, Max's huge face, just super happy on the jumbotron. I think that's his best acting performance. God, does he look happy? And that made me that made me feel so nice inside. It's like, oh my god. This like orphaned kid is now with a daddy and he now like feels good about himself and he has a good future ahead of him maybe.
0: Yeah, I I think every every character in this movie was played well. I didn't think any individual person was necessarily cheap feeling or I mean, there were gimmicks, but it was always fit and it always kind of worked with the context of the scene. Um, And I'm just really surprised, I guess, that a movie about just like robot boxing, like as generic as that, had so much time put into like the cgi for all the robots oh yeah um for i'm sure what is motion capture for what they did Mm -hmm. just the like i can't imagine just how much work has gone into it and it looks great like you can totally feel the weight of all these robots as they walk around or throw Mm -hmm. a punch and you can see the metal plates shifting and you can it's completely believable and there's no point where i'm looking at this being like oh that's such a cool future machine i wonder how that works where i look at these (laughs) robots and there is a degree of of like, Realism. all right, I I, I can kind of understand how that could happen. That's cool. Yeah, you know, like it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. One thing I noticed is that this is not
1: entirely CG when we look at the robots. Multiple times, they have real props uh, that they replace during non-moving scenes, and I think they might have even designed these suits, um, practically made models around that, used um, used rotoscoping and stuff like that to then. To then uh sense that movement. And I think that's why it feels so real. Not only that, but we've had robotic CGI done for a while thanks to Michael Bay making those dumb fucking movies. <laughs> he yeah. did he like sacrificed a whole franchise just so that we could get robot CGI down really good.
0: Oh boy, thanks, Michael. <laughs> um I, that's really cool, actually, but then that means. I have the possibility of owning Noisy Boy, also. <laughs> I think I think the head they do have
1: practically. I could have sworn they. Oh, for were... sure, they have the head practically. Oh my gosh, uh, Noisy Boy I... head up on a wall, just like man, that's so cool. Did you get that when you were in Japan or something? No, it's a it's a prop from an okay movie. <laughs>
0: I would just, I would just, no, it's a head from a box boxing ring. Like I would just commit to it, just act just, like the movie, just was act Thanos like Real Steel is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can. Can I tell a quick like story around that, real quick? You may. Um, in class today, we were watching a documentary about this like famous New Zealand um filmmaker from the 19 like early 1900s and it was incredibly interesting and it was directed by peter jackson talking about like how he loved this filmmaker and our professor didn't tell us until the end that it was entirely made up it showed it showed how like he made his first um camera out of like bicycle parts Um, to motorize it it talked about how he um, made the first feature length film with sound but at the time he filmed it in chinese so nobody in new zealand cared (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) my favorite part is he went to tahiti to get some special berries that he could use to make film or to make film in color but when he was filming a test screening he accidentally showed some naked tahitian women who were just prancing about so when he brought it back to New Zealand, he um, he was charged with smut, and the best joke in there is that the jury had to watch the film multiple times to make
0: their decision. Dude, that's your Professor's funny as fuck. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um. So overall, with all all that stuff we said about Real Steel, and how are you going to rate it? How are you feeling? This is.
1: I think, a, like, probably the amalgamation of a standard children's blockbuster that does it very well. This is like the okay, we need we need a summer movie, and this is a very good summer movie. It's very fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously, so there's not really anything to critique too seriously. I think that's a fair thing to say. Where like, the I'll hate a movie more if it tries more, but if it that's, gives it, yeah. If it gives itself, like, let's say, a standard amount of effort, then I'm like, okay, well, you can't really offend me that much because I know how much thought you put into it. But this is done extremely well for its genre, and I'll put it at probably a three and a half where it doesn't go into that higher area where I'll put movies I really love. But man, what a fun time.
0: Yeah, I'm going to really have to tend to agree for most of it. Uh, I'm probably going to give this movie a three- Um, just cause I had a lot of fun with this movie. Every time I watch it, I'm never like bored out of my mind, big shiny robots fighting. It looks good. It sounds good. Um, it's just a really fun movie and I love Hugh Jackman and the other girl is the one from lost and she's hot. So she is very hot.
1: There's, there's a shot where like Hugh Jackman is just like what the one where he's just looking down at her. It's like, you need to stop doing the thing. It's like, I'm not doing a thing. I'm just like, holy shit. Is this appropriate for children?
0: They're about to whoa! Talk. Whoa! Yeah, imagine ten-year-old meet Nick watching that and then turning on Lost. Oh, was <laughs> I love Lost, but um, all right. So those are gonna be our ratings for Real Steel. Um, after this little AG segment, we'll uh, get into news. Here, at wham! We use this podcast as an artful avenue to blissfully and peacefully vent our fiery, unbridled rage buried deep, deep down. And now you can too. It's now super easy to record
1: a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable.
0: If you thought about podcasting before and you realize that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all- in. one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code WAM and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences
1: we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.
0: The Headlines (laughs) That was so fun. Nolan, news. Okay, so did we talk about Wes Anderson last time? Perhaps, but run it by me.
1: Okay. New next, uh, new Wes Anderson film, Dark Espionage, starring Michael Sarah.
0: Ooh, that sounds cool. We yeah. didn't talk about that. That sounds sick. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm excited for what Michael Cera is going to have uh, in the future. I think he's having his second moment. Obviously, that first moment was um, super bad. But I think now that he's in this new type, I think there's going to be a big thing with him coming back.
0: Hin and um Jonah, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill. Yeah, both of them have both kind of um transformed themselves a little bit from the roles and the people they kind of just used to be. They're pretty different now.
1: Yeah, the only thing I know about Jonah Hill right now, though, is he got angry at his at his swim instructor girlfriend for wearing a bikini to her job.
0: Do you remember hearing about that? I I don't. But what a fucking idiot! <laughs> that's like going to a, like a welder, like and being like, dude, why the fuck are you wearing this hood? Stop! Like he he just got angry at like what her
1: job was, but like that's how you met her.
0: Yeah, that's you're you're dating a swimsuit model. What did you? Yeah, a swimsuit instructor.
1: Swimsuit instructor. So just you put on the left strap.
0: Yeah, it's really
1: complex. Um. Okay. Here's another bit of news. You do you remember the um, the Apple Vision Pro, their uh, VR set? I do. They have announced that they're going to make their um set compatible with 3D movies. Uh,
0: okay. Basically, I guess
1: I they're just going to have that layering not done with the blue and uh with the red and blue vision, but instead done with layering it.
0: Yeah, that's. I don't care. Um, 3D <laughs> stuff, it its fad has come and gone so many times. At this point, they already had the like PlayStation had those glasses with the PS TV, so that you oh, could yeah. like two people could play on the same screen and like neither of them could see the other one. <laughs> um, that was I cool. That's stupid. Yeah, that's cool, but I think this is stupid.
1: I think that's fine because, like, the whole point is immersion and it's all a gimmick. So if you're going to go gimmick, go gimmick all the way. Avatar Way of Water is going to be on there. So that's probably going to get a decent amount of Avatar fans interested. Because, like, let's be honest, that's the only franchise that needs to be in 3D anymore.
0: Well, let's be honest. What fucking franchises are in 3D anymore? Can you name the last 3D movie you saw? Because I really can't. It was Avatar
1: Way of Water. And before that, it was Doctor Strange 2 thinking it would be the same experience as Doctor Strange
0: 1. Zam, it wasn't. I also don't like 3D because I have glasses, so no work good. I don't want to put my glasses on my glasses. That's
1: yeah, that that's a very obvious reason why not to do that. I remember when I had glasses and that sucked. Um, right. <laughs> okay, so Robert Downey Jr. and Christopher Nolan have been going on um, a sort of you know like a media spree ahead of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. there's two bits of news that robert downey jr has said about christopher nolan one he's gotten really sad that people can recognize him on the street again christopher nolan yeah can recognize like he's just angry that people know who he is on the street he liked being like someone who would be famous to film critics but like no one would notice in a grocery store
0: when 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 i think i'm about, too
1: mainstream the funniest thing about that is like, that was a real phenomenon before where people didn't know who he was. There are famous images out there of Eminem performing to a large crowd. There are famous images out there of, like, women's marches. And people have made note about how you can see Christopher Nolan in there, just, like, having, like, the, a blank expression on his face, just like he's stuck there for some reason. It's the funniest thing
0: ever. Christopher Nolan is in a void he can't escape any the only way he can travel is through forms of photography and or video he used to be the real where's Waldo but now people know Waldo fuck that's the problem he's got to change his shirt he should really stop wearing the white and red stripes that's like a giveaway (laughs) and then Robert Danny Jr. also said that Christopher Nolan just hates the
1: idea of going to the bathroom what (laughs) like he he said he understands that you have to do it but he just doesn't like entertain it he says that he only goes to the bathroom twice a day one at 11 a.m and one at 6 p.m and he schedules that and that's all he allows his body for dude that's like bad
0: for you that's like <laughs> he's gonna get like kidney stones or something that's not good he don't hold your pee in christopher don't do that
1: that's so funny where you're just like i'm
0: beyond this Pissed. i'm beyond pissing i don't need this anymore <laughs> he walks into a bathroom he sees a urinal and he just chuckles and then walks back out
1: he he just goes in to wash his hands because he's got something on on his hands he sees people in the bathroom and he's like you guys still doing that
0: As Grow he's walking out up. the door he's walking out the door just goes weak as it like closes behind him. <laughs>
1: um we have another big piece of news this is gonna be something that has taken years to develop um, Alec Baldwin has officially been charged with manslaughter. Really? hmm Wow. What's going to happen? Wow. What's going to happen with that? Well, he's just been charged. That means it's going to trial. But mm-hmm. it was officially found by a grand jury that he is eligible to be charged. Um, the biggest piece of evidence that was played uh, towards that is Alec Baldwin repeatedly had gone... I simply pulled back the barrel. I never shot it. So I, of course, I should have checked the barrel, but I never shot the gun. Therefore, um, it isn't my responsibility to have looked. Um, a, a, a forensic scientist re-examined the gun and made a replica of it after the FBI kind of fucking broke it. Um, oh. And they looked at it and they were thinking, well, could there have been a malfunction where the gun would have gone off without pulling down the trigger and they realized there couldn't have been Alec Baldwin had to have pulled down the trigger for that to have gone off. So he has now been deemed to have been eligible to be charged
0: with manslaughter. Um, So he has. So he's saying that like he went to like cock the gun and it fired. Yeah, that was his defense. So, I mean – I'm sure he could have went to cock the gun and then just gripped it a little tighter, in order to like have a grip on it and then it went off. Yeah, he um, probably did do it, and maybe I don't. He was lying or
1: didn't remember.
0: Yeah, but I don't think he should be jailed. Um, it's a, at yeah. the end of the day, it wasn't his. He was. He shouldn't have to think about if the gun is loaded or not. It should be mm-hmm. in his hand. He should know this is full of blanks. And like that is what he assumed Uh, the Helena Hutchins case is one of the more interesting,
1: like who's at fault cases Mm -hmm. in play. The biggest thing that there is, is the armorer was a secondhand armorer brought in after the original uh, striking team was brought out because they striked for safer conditions. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting safer conditions, the producers instead took away those um, people and brought in a new crew. One of the executive producers on this was Alec Baldwin. Damn. It's it's such a like, who's at fault here kind of thing. Yeah. Everyone involved in usually handling a gun is supposed to have a responsibility of making sure it's safety. That goes to director, that goes to first AD, that goes to armorer, that goes to prop master, that goes to actor. It's a lot of responsibility to just have that. For some reason, there were live rounds on set, and that's going to be the hardest mystery to solve. Whoever put live rounds on set is the one most directly responsible.
0: Yeah, I don't uh, really. At the end of the day, that it was, it was like there was a team of people where their mm-hmm. job was to fully like inspect that gun, and that was their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't do that. And um, just fucking poor Alec Baldwin, man. Imagine mm-hmm. going during that. Um like, accidentally point-blank killing someone, like, that's pretty bad. That's pretty rough. Yeah. That's why I feel bad for OJ, because he didn't even do it. I know. He just gets blamed for that all the time. Poor guy. Yeah. But, you know, at least my dad's free. At least he's named after Homer. Can you say that one more time? Sorry, I didn't Uh, hear you. He's named after Homer. Homer Simpson.
1: (laughs) Go stop! You know, his name was what OJ Jebediah, and then he's like, Hey, (laughs) have you seen The Simpson guy? OJ
0: Jehoshaphat. (laughs) (laughs) Just watch this. He's like, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um,
1: Michael Jackson biopic on the way. The person playing Michael Jackson is his nephew Jafar Jackson
0: who is naming their kid Jafar the Jacksons? (laughs) There's no way you waited nine Mm -hmm. months and you looked at your baby boy and said Jafar, Jafar. It's spelled, it's spelled a little bit different.
1: It has, it's, it's J A A F A R. Maybe that's pronounced different, but I can't imagine it would be. You know what I mean?
0: Uncle was Michael Jackson. He only touched me a little bit.
1: What I'm really thinking is people are saying this – because it's dealt with the Michael Jackson family, it's very likely to be a very boring biopic where it doesn't have the usual conflict issue unless it's drugs, and it's always drugs, let's be honest yeah. here. Every musician biopic is, and they were the greatest, and then they did drugs, and then they came back. <gasps>
0: um i'm not particularly excited for that um i was never a huge michael jackson fan he is good but he's not my jam yeah he's and, i th-
1: I really like yeah. off the wall that's about it
0: that's fair um but that's neat i guess uh i'm kind of sick of the musician biopic yeah uh, shtick I'm, I'm over that i was re- honestly i was over that when rocket man came out rocket man might have been the best one to do it though because it's it's good yeah but i was just
1: by then i was over it that's real because bohemian rhapsody really left a poor taste in that genre's mouth
0: yeah it wasn't garbage
1: but it was just all right yeah there's i don't know people keep dogging on it for the editing i think um Rami Malik didn't give a really good performance in that. He gave a very soulful, and you could put, tell he put a lot of effort into it. I just didn't get it.
0: Yeah, he was good. I don't know who else could have been Freddy better. That's fair. So, I don't, it was alright though. But do we yeah. have any other news? You know what? I have a little bit more to splooge on you. Um.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. This this is a little funny. This has to go to just the continuous uh season of awards. We just had the Emmys come out. Uh, you know that was fine. Uh, Better Better Call Saul has ended its career not winning a single Emmy. I fuck can't, it's you. Been, it's been nominated for like fifty two awards or something it, like it's that. It's the most lost show.
0: It's insane.
1: It's so good. It was it. incredible. It really should have won something. Especially since we're in this era where we have to think about legacy awards, where it's like this might not have been their greatest performance, but they deserve it so bad. Are you really gonna say that when we had five seasons of Better Call Saul Incredible with no awards and you didn't think, oh, you know what, give it to Bob Odenkirk?
0: Are you give really it to gonna say Ray that? Seahorn? When you fucking, you convince people to buy AMC Plus just to watch the last season of Better Call Saul. No one wants to buy AMC Plus. Bob,
1: and you did it. Bob Odenkirk was confirmed dead during his performance. Like he was brought back to life after his heart stopped.
0: It did. And you and because, of a, because of the work he did on Nobody and the physical training, he was able to get his heart healthy. That's so cool. Why yeah. doesn't he have an Emmy? I don't know. Bob Odenkirk puts an insane amount of work. Like, there's... um, I watched the special features for that movie, Nobody. Um, Just kind yeah. of the behind the scenes. He trained for two years, almost, like, daily, to fucking <sighs> get that role, to get, like, just in shape and, like, strong enough to be able to do all that. And he did all of the stunts. Like, there's no, like, whatever wow. effects about it. It's all him. It's so cool. That is cool. I need to
1: watch that. I. Mm-hmm. It seems neat. What I've heard, though, is it's, like... <laughs> I've heard the like the main plot is doesn't murder feel so good
0: a little bit <laughs> but only to a degree because he used to do it uh, okay but they're gonna be making a second one huh okay
1: okay yeah um okay so sp- what I was going at with award season is apparently Rob Lowe um was texting Robert Downey Jr. saying so glad that you won the Golden Globes you deserved it more than anyone um you gave one of the best speeches ever. He pressed send, and then he saw that he accidentally sent it to Bradley Cooper. That sucks. Which is especially sucks specifically because Bradley Cooper's maestro was specifically made for him to get an Oscar because he believes he deserved it for a star is born. Yeah. So yeah. like he made this movie knowing it was like, knowing this is for the Oscar. It's Oscar bait, him getting best director, him getting best, um, actor it just sucks because he did it in like the best year of movies movies, maybe this millennium 2014 is pretty tied but wow
0: i don't know what year did that movie 2012 come out 2013 did it really there was a
1: there was a scheduling conflict let me look up when did (laughs) there's delays. When did the 2012 movie come out? It came out in 2009? Fuck. When? November 13th, 2009 in Indonesia. Okay. Wait, is <laughs> this the right movie?
0: I don't, I don't know if you're looking at the No,
1: No, it is, it is the right 2012 because it shows the Himalayan, Himalayas being completely flooded over like the world is ending. So they released in Indonesia first? Indonesia, Mexico, Sweden, Canada, Denmark, China... India, Italy, the Philippines, Turkey, the United States, and Japan. Okay, so apparently they had the same release in all of those countries.
0: Oh, well, that's good. It was a global phenomenon.
1: <laughs> like the movie. Wow. Wow. Um, And then one last piece of news. Um, good news, bad news. What do you want to hear first? Uh,
0: Give me the bad news. Good news will cheer me up.
1: Okay, good news. It stars Jared or sorry, bad news. it stars Jared Leto. Aww.
0: you
1: ready for the good news? What's the good news? Tron three has started filming.
0: It stars Jared
1: Leto. Jared Leto. Evan Peters, otherwise known as the uh, Quicksilver in um in the Fox movies. Cameron uh Monaghan. Greta Lee, and Joey Tur- Jody Turner-Smith. But yeah, the but main character is Jared Leto.
0: I don't want Jared Leto to be in the Tron universe. Well, if he's stuck in the game, he can't hurt us in real life. Can Jared Leto be in there for like five minutes and then he gets turned into little cubes because the light disc hits him? <laughs> I love Tron Legacy so much. That's actually That's really sick that they're starting to make mm-hmm. Tron 3, but um i don't want jared leto i want the old guy back bring him back he was on set on the paramount plus shoot that we did we yeah. never saw him but he we was there
1: but he was there so you know that means something
0: um, I, I, I was in his area i probably handed water to someone near him and maybe they handed water to him they could have um the weird thing about this tron
1: is they they okay so they put the three in the name but what letter do you think they replaced with a three did they
0: the uh, the o oh, the o oh. trend trend i love trend my buddy trend y'all gotta see this movie trend they go into the video game guys i got a pretty rare gamer tag it says trend but with a 3
1: instead of an e what the fuck does trend mean don't worry about it
0: it's really unfortunate if they do another movie with um, an E as the O, though, then it could be the Tran movies.
1: <laughs> that's what that's what it's going to look like for the fourth one.
0: <laughs> Tran. <laughs> We've lost completely what the actually original like story of Tron was. They're just like, we have to get to the Tran. Tran. Okay, but let's be honest here.
1: It's very likely this is going to be like a virtual reality kind of version of it.
0: They're saying Tron 3, so it has to connect to Tron Legacy, or I'm gonna kill myself.
1: Yeah. If it doesn't, then it's all over.
0: Because the I think Tron Legacy referenced it referenced stuff from the original Tron movie. Yeah. So it better it better be a continuation. I Daft Punk's not gonna be there, so I'm already kind of upset. Shit, you're right.
1: Man, who would they have who would they bring that could bring a unique energy? Like Daft Punk. I
0: think they're going to fumble it. I think they will fumble it. Skrillex? I think they'd fumble it if they had him too. No, I think that is the fumble. Probably, but isn't he like 40 or something now? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean he's wise with age. You're right. My, does he think he still has the same
1: haircut? Let me look up a recent image of Skrillex. Skrillex, 2023.
0: It's 24.
1: Yeah, I know, but it's been like less than a month. What? No, he has like a dude.
0: Is he boring?
1: He has like a he has like a LeBron James haircut. What? I'll look it up.
0: (laughs) He has so much swagger. Oh. He really does, but he looks like a Bond villain.
1: He does kind of look like a Bond villain. He looks like, um, I guess he's following the trends. He looks like what men imagine women are attracted to. (laughs) He looks like what men who like men are attracted to. He looks like an in-between state between Kratos in uh, God of War 3 and God of War 4. (laughs) It's <laughs> a little fledgling he's getting there
0: um, alright um, if you don't have any more news
1: are you waiting for me to say if I have news or not do you have any more news how long could I hold in a pause before you just give it up
0: it was gonna be about 10 seconds
1: I have one more piece of news
0: <gasps> oh my god tell me what is it tell me
1: That was 10 seconds. You lied to me.
0: What? (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, I don't have any more news. Um... All right, so uh, since we don't have any more news, uh, this has been the episode. Um, Thank you guys for listening. We listened to Watch Real Steel. It's on Netflix. It's going to be removed about February 14th, I think. But if you want to watch it, it is on there. Wait, there's no- (laughs) What?
1: There's no Valentine's Day Real Steel?
0: No, you can't anymore. No more Valentine's Day Real Steel for us. They got him. I know, they fucked it up. Hugh Jackman's crying right now. <laughs> um, it's gonna we, be
1: another Austra- it's gonna be another Australia Valentine's Day. Fuck
0: God, New Zealand, damn it. That's the sequel to Australia. <laughs> um This has been whammed.
1: You've been whammed. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Zencaster. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Hmm.